Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. How is it going, Dad? Hello, Steve. Uh, very nice. I've just, just noticed the sun has shining through my window. That's a blessed relief. We've had a few mm, funny days here at the moment. It's and, been a bit uh, miserable, hasn't it? Yeah. Mm, miserable and it was, when I got up this morning, it was pouring with rain. I thought, oh, dear. You know, drizzle, drizzle, drizzle. And now I can see the sun. So it's all, all brightening up. Yay. So it's lovely. How are you at your end? Yeah, yeah, doing really well. Doing really, really well. Um, we've got some exciting things coming on Monday. I won't say anything yet, but we've got no. some um, got some exciting announcements um, coming on Monday on our Facebook page and, and things like that. And then we will talk all about it next week. So there's a lot of right. exciting things happening in the next week. Uh, here Good. at Colin Bradley Good. Art, that's so what, that, that's that's what we want to hear. People have got plenty to be excited about. They want the weekend to go quickly so that it's Monday, <laughs> which never happens. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, yeah, things are good. Things are good. Uh, so this week um, we'll, we'll sort of keep on the same topic of coloured pencils. We're going to dip into some other mm-hmm. things as well, but. Um, you have still been very busy. Have you done now these last two? Is that it for colouring pencils for a while? It is for a while. I'm not doing. Um, yes, I'm. I'm back. I'm back onto me old shadow pictures at the moment. See, I've got it. I'm going to do a couple of those, or two or three of those, babe, perhaps. And then I'm going to go back into all the other nice things that we do. So, um, lots. I've got lots of lots of um, different ideas, but I I will return. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want people to think that's it because I've already got a couple of pictures that I think, okay, I'll put them on the chocks for um, later on. Some more. What I want to do is um, go a little bit more into um, what can I say? More detailed landscape. It'll always be landscape. I don't think I'm going to ever do anything in animals unless I get requested to do it. But I, I, I. It's going to stick to pastels for that. No, and I've got some really nice ideas for colour pencils. Because what we've done, what I've been doing over the last uh, seven seven pictures, isn't it now? Uh, I've been restricted. Deliberately, we've restricted colour. And that, okay, and it, it, they've come up very well. And we're, we're absolutely delighted. And two, we're going to talk about, and people will see them. They've come up very, very well. Um, but by restricting colour, it does limit me. No, and uh, I want now to go back to my full range of coloured pencils and pick the colour that I want most Mm. suitable for whatever I'm doing. And that uh, will give me much stronger and more um, involved skies, you know, which I love doing skies. But when you're limited, you've only got, got blue and white, basically. That's it, you know, and you've got to be careful what other colours you put into those. We put a bit of pink in and so on, but you've got to be careful. But if you're unrestricted in skies, you can imagine you can do all sorts of wonderful things, yeah. uh, which I intend to do, and trees and buildings and water and so on and so on and so on. So I don't want to be restricted. So the, from now onwards, I'm not going to be. 
Lovely. Excellent. Well, these, these, uh, seven pitches that people can do using that 12 set is, uh, is fab because it's seven pitches after seven pitches, you'd probably be pretty, uh, happy with the, mm. the techniques, you know, there's plenty mm. to practice in those. Um, and the two, and we've, still, and we've still got the other seven that, uh, were unrestricted. So it's kind of ask about face really, isn't it? We, 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 we've got <laughs> those pictures, which I could use any color I wanted. And that's seven of them. And then we've got seven of the, uh, restricted pictures it, but so it's a lovely choice I think that's quite nice because it it, uh, it it sort of allows you to find your way and not be sort of not be held back you could sort of just mm. dive in and then mm. scale it back because you've you've you were able i think you were able to learn more by being unrestricted mm. um but for the sake of introducing people to to those techniques i think doing uh, pictures that only have a few pencils is uh, certainly for, for a beginner like me, I would definitely want to pick up those and give those a go first. Mm. Um, so you've done two new pictures this week and they are using six pencils each. Hmm. Yes. And, um, the first one with the, the sunset, um, is, is, uh, a repeat or not quite a repeat. It's a different subject. Um, but it's still a fishing boat and a lighthouse. And, the reason I did that is because I wanted people to perhaps compare. A lot of people have done the sunset anyway, and they think, okay, well, I'm familiar with that, so maybe I'd like to do another one. But this is different. It's it's a different composition, but still the same uh, subject material. And it will give people a really good idea of how to use the coloured pencil um, to really put a nice bright orangey um, yellowy very dark um, shadowy picture uh, which is why it was so successful the first time around so i did that uh, deliberately so that people can have a and anybody coming in for the first time they would uh, you know enjoy using them that's just with six pencils and then you've got six slightly different pencils for the boat and landscape, which again has been a very popular subject, mm-hmm. and uh, that's almost identical to the watercolor and the pastel one that I've already done. So once again, this is aimed for the beginner. Mm. Really interesting to do similar pictures in different mediums and compare those because it, it must have been interesting. It's quite interesting actually that you managed to find six similar colors in the twelve set mm. to do mm. those pictures because. I imagine you're looking for the same colours that you had in pastel pencils, are you mm. not? Well, the, uh, well, sort of, but really um, all of the starter packs that I did, because these are, these are two of the starter packs and pastel pencils, were done with the 24 set of pencils. Now, I know there's a big difference between 24 set and 6, but even with 24 sets, you're going to have to have primary colours. You know, you've got to have the, the, the main colours. So it it was it wasn't that difficult to do, mm. and I think I used uh, I think it were two or I think it was two or three changes between the sunset and the boat in landscape. So I suppose if you were looking at both of them, you'd need about eight or nine pencils to do both of them. Yeah. So it's still restricted, but again, they would be primary colours, mm. and uh, and uh, I'd had to do quite a bit of mixing. So it wasn't it wasn't perhaps quite surprising. I mean, had I had the whole range, 
and of the luminance, which is over it was 100, isn't it? 100 now in that range. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I, I had my free choice of picking them. I would, would well have picked something that was in the 72 box, and that's no good, <laughs> is it? You know, because people, well, I've, I've only got a 20 set. How can I? How can I do it? You see what I mean? So I, 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 we we were very sensible in um, putting the primary colours and using those to produce the pictures. Mm. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. So we'll be adding those to our list of uh, of pictures that we'll be releasing and the pictures you'll be able to see on the website as usual in the podcast notes on our blog. You'll be able to look at those pictures and we'll, we'll give those out there so people can see those. Okay, lovely, excellent. Um, so moving on to a couple of emails that have come through. Uh, first one we wanted to talk about was from Sandy. And Sandy says, just out of curiosity, does Colin ever use watercolour pencils? If so, does he have a lesson on them? Is it possible to use the same techniques that are used with pastel pencils to be done with coloured pencils? Now, we've got a few different things in here, so let's cover it. Um, mm. You've used watercolour pencils before, and I have. we've got one course on our site that, uh, that you did using them a long time ago. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Now, let's look at the same techniques that you use with pastel pencils with, mm. let's say, for example, watercolour pencils. Mm. You, you wouldn't be able to do it. Uh, and the main reason for that is the pastel um, locks in together. You can put them together and they mix together very well. Watercolour pencils don't do that because they're waxy. I say, I say waxy. They're not. They're, they've got a waxy feel, but they can't be oil-based. They've got to be water-based. But still, they've got that waxy look. And and when you try to put the two together, you don't get the same effect as you do with a pastel pencil. So the answer is no, not successfully. You could do it. You can do it with anything, mm. but it won't look the same. That's mm. the but that's the whole point, and that's the reason Sandy's mentioning it. If I use watercolour pencils instead of pastel pencils to do a pastel pencil uh, subject, would it look okay? The answer is not really, no. It wouldn't look the same. So that's the reason. But yes, you could do it, but it it wouldn't look the same. That's the best answer I can give. The principles are quite similar in terms of the approach, right? The light to dark approach. Yes. Oh, yes. As as it is with watercolour, you have the same thing, you see. You've got to have a you've got to have a um, a material. Basically, the colour pencil. You see, if we go back to colour pencils just for a minute, that would work slightly differently because you can put to a certain extent you could put light over dark, but even that you've got to be careful with. You can only do it with the solvent because the solvent will allow you to do that. Um, but it, on a watercolour, no, it wouldn't, and neither would pastel do it. So I think you'll find that, uh, no, there's no answer to it. The answer is to, if you want to do a, a really good pastel pencil picture or following one of my pastel pencils, you've got to follow the pastel pencils and you've got to use them to do the job justice. To get, to, yeah, to get the same results, basically. Mm. Yeah, to get to get something similar. Yeah. Mm. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, Sandy, well, I hope that helps. That's a really good question. Really good question. So thanks for sending that over. Um, excuse me. Now, Jennifer has sent us an email, uh, and I thought it would be a really, really interesting topic of discussion. 
Um, so it's to do with the podcast we did a few weeks ago where we talked about reference pictures and copying a reference picture and when you were saying about having multiple, getting multiple pictures and where it's best mm. to shoot the 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 pictures outside um, daylight and not direct sunlight and all this kind of thing. Um, so Jennifer sent us a follow-up email to that podcast and she says, this topic really struck home for me as I've just done my friend's dog and during the execution of it, I had to keep reminding myself the objective was not to create a copy of the photograph. But my aim was to capture the essence of the dogs in its eyes and the expression as that is what it would make a, as that is what would make it a picture of that particular dog and not just a dog of that breed. But that is much harder than faithfully copying every detail in the photo and the background. I concluded that I was procrastinating by doing that from the tough, ta- tough task of the eyes, but it seemed to me get that right and the rest of the picture will be forgiving of lesser errors in form and the colour. So given the difficulties I faced with the photo of deciding the colours that Colin outlined, I found myself agonising over colouring, over the colouring and the exact wave of the fur with perfectionism in order to avoid criticism and disappointment. In short, I was amazed at how this project exposed my issues with life in this respect, i.e. my self-judgment, etc. So that I questioned what was driving my fear of giving this picture to my friend. I had already shown it to her in progress with the photo, well aware that the picture had to satisfy her, as definitely her dog Maisie, so that I could still correct anything. She didn't notice the million and one things I was not happy with, from the technique to the colouring, but immediately said that it was Maisie because of the presence in her eyes. It is definitely not my best, but to her it was. Maisie died last year and my friend was heartbroken, so afraid I couldn't succeed, I didn't tell her I was doing the picture. There is so much more to doing a picture when the process tells me this much about myself versus what someone actually sees. I am depressed and out of practice at the moment, so the critical self kicks in, comparing my performance to the arbitrary set of rules I must follow to produce acceptable work. Gone was the sense of the love of the colouring, the feel of the pencils, the curious curiosity to try this and that, rub out, change and interact with, I suppose, the materials and the subject. The joy that first started me using pastels following Colin. But... I am definitely on my way back to letting the love flow again with many thanks to both of you, Jennifer. Hmm. So there's, I've, I love this email, Jennifer, and um, thank you for sending it to us because I, I really feel like it's, it's really good advice to people. Um, it's good words of wisdom that we can share with other, other people that are perhaps going through something similar. Uh, what are your thoughts, dad on that? Well, absolutely. And, um, uh, I'm sure the words that uh, Jennifer's used there will resonate with almost everyone and certainly those that are taking on commission work. Mm. And it's not an easy thing to get over, but it is possible to get over it. And the way out is really to do something. If you get to a situation like that, do something really simple, something that's easy to follow, preferably one of my pictures. Once you've got everything going for you've got colors you've got the, the um, you don't have to worry about the con- composition and uh, and you can follow me and that will bring back the confidence so this is what you need to do but it's it's so easy to to go into commission work before you're ready and i would say i did the same thing 
when I first started with the pastel pencil, I did a few. I showed people, and they're going, "Wow, that is great!" So I, had, you know, my ego and my confidence shot up, and I thought, "Oh, I can do this sort of thing." And then I did started commission work, and then I fell foul almost immediately. I thought, "Hang on, I'm on my own here. I'm, 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 I'm doing a picture which hasn't isn't very, very good." How do I sort the background out and, and all the issues that uh, Jennifer's coming across now? Mm. And it, so I was a bit too early, and I think a lot of people are too early. They need to much, much more practice uh, of doing. And also, I do say again that people just stick to animals. A lot of people do because they love animals, and I understand that. But it is a good idea to branch off the subjects because that way you learn different techniques that can be brought back into and get you out of holes when you find them and difficult to pass it of a picture that maybe you're not familiar with so it's sometimes a good thing to do that but if you didn't want to do that then do as many animals you can and different animals as well mm. cats and dogs are obviously the most popular because they're our domestic friends and and uh, that they are without doubt the most popular because we get the most comments on them. Mm. But again, go for different animals as well because they have different fur structure and uh, different eyes. And again, the more you do, the more confidence you get. Mm. So I think that's Jennifer's doing right. She's coming back and hopefully that's what she would do, get more confidence. Mm. But there's nothing like getting the best possible reference photograph if you've got that you're you're uh, you've got a good start mm. let's put it that way mm. because you can see what you needed to do if you can see all the detail in the eye and jennifer mentioned she wants to put every stroke in that's really not necessary it is on the eye the eyes have got to be you can't muck around with eyes too much. So you've got to get them right. And absolutely, Jennifer's doing the right thing. Uh, but the rest of the fur, no, you don't have to follow that. You have to follow your own feeling about that. The direction of fur is critical. That, as I always point out in every picture I've ever done uh, of cats, dogs and horses and anything that's fur, you've got to work in that direction. Because if you, if you go against that, you're in real trouble. It does look odd, but as long as you're working in the direction of fur and you're paying attention to the color, it doesn't have to be exactly the same because very often photographs are lying to you and they're, or should I say they're misleading you slightly because the actual animal isn't quite that color, but you, you can only do what you can do on or see on the reference pictures. Mm. And, and I can see where she's going on there, but you've got to be, you've got to be, careful and this is where practice comes in the more you practice the more pictures you do the more you understand the fur and uh, you can make adjustments yourself called artistic license yes so you're, you're happy to do that and the other point i would make too that we are terribly self-critical of ourselves every artist and it's the same with actors, Steve, in, in, in the profession you've come out. You're very critical of your own performance. Most actors would say, oh, I can't watch myself. I can't watch myself. Why is that? 
if you've done a good job, why can't you watch yourself? Because you're self-critical. Artists are no exception. You put a, once you put paintbrush or pencil to canvas, you're putting yourself on the line, basically, especially if it's a commission work. Mm. So you've got to have, you've got to build that confidence up and you've got to, to overcome that fear. And it's not easy. Every artist has it. Van Gogh cut of his ear. You know, I wouldn't suggest you go that far, but, you know, you can see where this comes in. This is where the frustration is. So try not to be as self-critical. Mm. Not easy. Mm. But I've, I overcome it, and a lot of our members over, have overcome it. Yeah, because it's interesting when Jennifer says about losing that kind of um, curiosity when, you know, when doing the picture, that sort of sense of play I got. I got the feeling of that, mm. that it kind of lost because of the pressures and the self-criticism mm. that came through. That's right. I, I mean, what, what, it's quite hard to keep that uh, in. It is. And, and the thing is, though, Steve, if you're, when you're using a pastel pencil, it's not like um, you're using a pen or uh, anything that's really, really fine. So um, a pastel pencil has got to be, to a very large extent, an impression of what you're doing, not the actual. And I think a lot of people make that mistake too. A lot of my pictures, when you look at them, they look, oh, yeah, that looks lovely, Colin. You've done a lovely job of that fur. But it's impressionist. It's an impressionist um, rather than the actual. Mm-hmm. And that's what you've got to get across to people. You, you can't put the actual. If you did, you'd never succeed because you can imagine uh, if you, you were trying to, to draw a fur as you see it on the picture. And how, how, how could you possibly do that with a, a pencil nib? Even if you sharpened it to an absolute dead sharp, you're still not going to get it. Yeah. Because it's, it's finer than that. So you're, you're beating yourself up over nothing. You can't do that. What you've got to do is the general appearance of it. Mm. And the, you've got to create and suggest the impression of that fur rather than the fur itself. Mm. And that's another thing that I had to learn early on. You wouldn't be able to do it. I did it with watercolour, but it was driving me nuts. Mm. Not with animals, admittedly, it was with landscapes. Um, But I was getting finer and finer and finer and finer. In the end, I was using magnifying glasses and all sorts of things. And um, when I went to the pastel pencil, it all changed. I couldn't do that. So I had to learn to do the impression as opposed to the actual. Yeah. What I thought was interesting is that, and I think you've mentioned this before, I want to kind of try and remind people of this, of the fact that her friend didn't notice all of the things that she was agonising mm. over. She, she, she went straight to Absolutely. the eyes and immediately recognised it was her dog. Um, and you said mm. to me before about the sort of the expectation you have and the expectation that they have. So to just mm. be aware that they 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 won't see what you see. Well, I've always, one of the things I used to say to my classes and my workshops and lectures I used to do, um, when you do a picture, you're aiming for 100%. That's what you're aiming for. You want it, you want it to be exactly as you imagined it. You can't do it, unfortunately. You've always got to accept that you're going to be 80%, perhaps, let's say. People, when they look at the work, will only be expecting around 60%, okay? 
So you're always going to be onto a winner mm. if you if you follow that principle. And that has always worked out for me. So you must, whenever you present a picture to someone, say, what do you think? What do you think? I, I've, I think I've, I think I've captured the animal or put something nice into it. Say, if you really genuinely believe this, I mean, uh, don't say it if you don't. But if you if you really do think, you say, here's your picture of um, Fido. What do you think? I, I, I really thought that I'd captured this animal and I really enjoyed doing it. What's your view? They will follow you and say, oh, you have. Oh, you have. Because what you're doing is you're setting it up for them. You don't never say, never, never, ever say, well, here's your picture of Fido. I couldn't quite get the eyes right or the fur or that ear in the nose, the, the, the tongue, not quite the same. They go, oh, yeah, I see what you mean. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So you're, you're, you mustn't, mustn't ever do that. You've got, thoughts, as, yeah. long as, as long as you're happy with the picture or as happy or 80 percent happy with the picture let's put it that way yeah they're they're going to be looking at it and only maybe 50 or 60 percent will they'll look at it like that mm. and it, in that case as far as they're concerned you're a genius <laughs> yeah yeah no that's uh that's a really good point i remember that is exactly what i was ref- referring to i remember you saying that to me mm. so mm. i thought i definitely wanted to reiterate that to people those expectation levels um, well it's it's when you know that steve it's it's like a confidence you, you're building your confidence up and um, once you've done the picture and you've agonized over it and everybody does and you're not going to get out of that but as long as you've done the, the best you can and you really feel you've done it well then you should say so, and and you should expect that return. People don't, they're not artists, are they? Mm. People that get, they just want Fido hanging on their wall, uh, and other people say, oh, isn't that lovely? And to be reminded of the presence of that animal, especially if the animal's gone, we've had people crying. I've had people crying, you know, oh, I can't believe it's actually live again. You know what I mean? Oh, That's what they want. Yeah. They're not interested in all the little foibles and all the little um, little hiccups that you've had. They don't. They don't worry mm. about that. Mm. Lovely. Well, I, I hope that's given people a little bit of confidence, a little bit of pick me up. And there's some tips in there for for hopefully if you are feeling a bit less confident over doing pictures for your friends or commission work. Um, if you're not feeling mm. as confident, then pick up the pencils and follow along with one of one of your courses dad and mm. build your confidence with something a bit more straightforward um shadow pictures are a great one to do that with because oh, they they're, are, yeah. they're mm. limited pencils and yet you get really good feedback because of the the results that you can get with them mm. and to also try different subjects as well and um i, I could say like you said i think that applies to a lot of different um art forms um mm. you know if you were singing and you were struggling with a song sing a song you know you can nail sing a song you know mm. you can sing build your confidence back up know that you can do it um that's right and, and because art is such a vulnerable thing and creativity is so 
such a vulnerable thing. You, you are putting yourself on the line. It's a, mm. a form of self-expression. And what I found interesting from Jennifer's email is, is it can be re- very reflective of how you feel about yourself. And that is absolutely a gift in itself because that mirror being held up to you allows you to address those things and, and work on mm. yourself. It's a, as mm. much as it's a materialistic mm. adventure, mm. it's very inner yeah. as well. And another thing that, that, that struck me as you were talking there, um, this 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 self once you do once you go into this kind of as i say any profession and you find that you 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 understand it you you accept it and you accept those little bits of uh, faults maybe in your personality or whatever you accept all those things when you learn that you become really inner confident i would say mm. rather than outer confident and to be honest you know, I I am so full of my inner confidence that I've never I have when I started I did, but in recent years I've not had a problem. I'll do anything, you know, and I'll show anything. And this is why, you know, probably the courses are so successful because they see me. Oh, oh well, yeah, I've done that. Oh well, that's all right. We can do this, and uh, it's the inner confidence you can get over things. You can you can surmount. Mm. any little problems and that's the inner confidence that you can get and that's what you've got to build up and i imagine that helps with your own life in general yes. that confidence that's, transfers to how you conduct your life yeah it does it, it it changes you because inside you the if the confidence is it within you you can express it and that's what you express as you say um you don't care i mean this is why we're 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 don't mind doing the podcast mm-hmm. we're opening ourselves up and people will see other things coming up in the next sort of couple of weeks you know um on, on the website we don't care it, it, it's fun yeah and that's where inner confidence i'm just you know what i'm referring to the, i know um, what you're referring to you yes. know what a, cer- referring a certain to, yeah. video that will be going out yeah yeah yeah, yeah they'll yeah. see the amount and, of fun that we have yeah but we don't mind showing that now a lot of people would think how could you possibly show that because surely aren't people going to think you're silly or no they're not because we've got this inner confidence and we don't care yeah. we, we, we're do you see what i mean yeah that we're a enjoying very good what example. we're doing and we're not afraid yeah. to show the enjoyment no, and no that's right and uh yeah i, I definitely I, yeah i love that i think that's definitely a, a big takeaway from this episode mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. i hope that people mm-hmm. that that resonates with people. Certainly does. Oh, I'm sure me. it will. Certainly does Good. with me. Good. Lovely. Thank you, Jennifer. I, I, I'm really pleased that you sent that email and I'm sure there's lots of other people out there that are pleased that you did too. So thank you. Right then, we'll leave it there for this week. As I said, just a little reminder of, uh, some changes and good things coming on Monday. So keep an eye on our Facebook page and our Instagram. Um, as we will be showing what we've been up to. And then mm. we'll talk next Friday, next podcast. We'll talk all about it. Lots of good things coming good. next week. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's going to be an amazing week. We were just saying um, off camera or off microphone, should I say, um, we were saying that um, there's a lot of negativity about the moment with all the silliness that's going on. And people are understandably concerned about all of that as we are 
And it's lovely to have something like we, we're doing here and to say next week, look forward to this. It's going to be great positivity. Mm. And so it keeps us going, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. and I hope it does all our members as well. Yeah. I agree. I agree. All right, then. We'll see everyone next week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week.